Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Shield Wall, the podcast from Shield Wall Productions where we talk about anything. Everything. It is Tangents the Podcast because we realized we needed a Tangents the Podcast, otherwise nothing would get done on the other podcasts. And on this episode, we have myself, John. And Jacob. Yes, and... This this podcast is pretty much paramount to, you know, when you when you go through and defragment your hard drive. Right. Because, like, we've been hella structured for a good few months now. Like, we've had some funny topics here and there, but they've still been objectively structured. Like, we still go through and think of what to talk about beforehand. And... Except for that... Except, yeah. Except for the forthcoming episode where you just straight interrupted me. Like, hey, I want to have an argument. It's like, okay. It's not like I had notes or anything. That was on the fly, but it was also structure anyway. Yeah. Kind of building the structure as we went, but you know, we were Wallace and Gromiting it, just kind of you know building the ideas as they came. Right, but that episode in particular, um, I don't know as well what it is, but that episode in particular, we were kind of laying the tracks as the train was going along, fucking Wallace and Gromit style. Yeah, because you kept moving the goalposts, sir, and you can't do that in an argument. Sure, you can. You can't. I mean, you did, but you can't. But that means I can. I had to stop you from doing it because otherwise... But we, I still got away with it. You didn't because I was like, okay, this, these are the goalposts. Well, I kind of feel like that's me winning. Uh, no. Not really. Not entirely. Not entirely. But that means partially. That means I also partially won. Alright. But the more important thing here is that I partially won. Alright. We'll call it a draw. <laughs> uh... Fuck, Wallace and Gromit was good. I haven't seen those movies. <laughs> Talk forever. about dated references. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh. you know it's the, the claymation that really makes it. But also, like you know, speaking of claymation, then just this is good, a very loose and vague segue. But you know, tis the season for just old school movie references because this is ultimately going to be our holiday episode. Yeah. Um. So you know. For those of you who celebrate Merry Christmas Eve, because that's when this is going up. Yeah. So, you know, as of this recording, tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, we're going to pull the curtain all the way back on this one, because why not? We procrastinated. It's not that. It's just that we realized we really needed to defragment this hard drive. Yeah. We've been way too structured for way too long. Dear God, it just, it fills up. Yeah. So I, speaking of claymation movies, like it's been a bit, it's been a hot minute since I've really seen any of the old school claymation movies that I grew up with around the holiday season. But yes. So speaking of holiday movies, um, me and my girlfriend recently went and saw the new Grinch movie. Ooh. How I like it. it. I liked good? it a lot. It was really cute. Um, unless you look at the credit reel or like the cast or whatever, you will not know that the Grinch is voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch because he's not using his British accent. Like he's. It's like, wait, that, it was? But no, it was really cute. I liked it a lot. I thought it was adorable. That's interesting. I like, yeah. Yeah? No, just, as a whole, I like doing, you know, it's, it is still the Grinch who stole Christmas. Yeah. But, like, I liked it. Now, that said, I feel like those those listeners in our just general generation will fully agree that the Jim Carrey Grinch is our Grinch. Yeah. That is our generation defining Grinch. Cause, it's Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's just sitting, going through his quote-unquote schedule planner, and he's like, you know, self-loathing at this time, you know, self-agent dinner with me, I can't cancel that again. <laughs> like, that is such a Jim Carrey role, and he just did it so well, because he's also just got the rubber face. 
Yeah. Like, not a whole lot of that was makeup magic. That's just Jim Carrey's face. Uh, Jim Carrey's great. Like He's that, not in anything anymore, man. That bums me out. Yeah. But also, I don't know if I can say that with anything resembling confidence, because I'm just not that super tuned into um modern pop culture movies. Like, yeah. I keep up with the Marvel stuff, because, like, I, who fucking can't at this point? Like, how can you avoid it? Um. E- even if you aren't keeping up with it, it every keeps time up with a, you. Yeah. <laughs> every time a movie comes out, like I don't keep up with the Marvel movies, but every But time you know I, when they come out. I know when they come out and my friends are like, "Hey, come to a movie with us." And then I go to the movies and it's a Marvel movie. So it's right. like I'm getting dragged along whether or not I want to. You're keeping I mean, they're you're good. Keeping up, you're keeping up with the Marvel movies pretty much kicking and screaming. Yeah. Mandage <laughs> mandatory fun, Jacob. You will sit down and you will have fun until you like it. No! Pretty much. Pretty much. Now, isn't... So, speaking of Marvel, kind of on a tangent, because this is Tangents Podcast. We don't need to quantify it anymore, Jacob. So, did you see that YouTube Red show... That is... I'm going to answer no, because I don't watch YouTube Red. No, I know, but uh, it's apparently made by the creators of Deadpool. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm still going to no, answer no. I have no clue what it's about. I watched both <laughs> trailers. I'm, uh, I'm not sure. You still you watch both trailers, and you still have no idea what I, the premise is. I have additional questions. <laughs> but I, I, I saw that, and I was like, huh, so this is why Deadpool 3 hasn't been announced yet. Right. Yeah, um, but that doesn't that doesn't mean we haven't gotten any less Deadpool because Once Upon a Deadpool just recently came out. Um, I'm still I I haven't watched any of the trailers. Once Upon the Deadpool. Once Upon. Yeah, it, it, it's a Deadpool Christmas movie. I I think, or it's just a PG thirteen cut of the original Deadpool. I don't know. I haven't watched any of the trailers. I just know it's a Deadpool Christmas vehicle, and I'm super here for it because it's ultimately more Deadpool. When's it coming out? Now, it's out. I think. Again, Not with again, it. again, going, going, going back to the whole quantifier of I don't keep up. Yeah, <laughs> like there's just so many movies to keep up with. Like I, I mean, just there watched. There, there isn't, there isn't. Like there is at once a lot of movies to keep up with. But when I was looking to see what movies there were to go see, um, Grinch was kind of it. <laughs> it's, it's because in fairness, it was also that weird lull between, like that really weird dead zone. Between, that's just too far from Thanksgiving, but too far from Christmas at the same time. So, like, there's nothing interesting out, so there's effectively nothing out. Except for Grinch. That was fine. It was great. I loved it. Like... I'll buy it. To kind of, to kind of key our viewers in to myself, like, I just watched Hacksaw Ridge, and that came out in 2016. Yeah. I've been promising people I'd watch it since 2016. <laughs> My parents saw it the I mean, week it came out, and they're like, you have to see this. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'll get around to it two years later. <laughs> Eventually. Now, when did Rogue One come out? Wasn't that, like, that was late. That was, I think it was. Early, late 2016, early 2017? It was 2017. Early 2017. Right. So, the point is, it can't, I, we could be totally wrong about that, by the way. Um, I don't know for sure. Don't really care, because I only just saw it, like. Mid October of this year, <laughs> keep saying like, "Yeah, I, this I, thing's great. I'm gonna go see it." And you were like, "Yeah, literally, just watch it. It's a Star Wars war movie. Go you know, like, watch it. It'll be great." I was like, "Yeah, I'll watch it." Literally, um, 
three months after that conversation happened, I actually watched it. Actually, it came out in December 2016. Hey, yeah. Listen, I, I keep up when I keep up. I was ultimately this fat, slow kid in school, and that really hasn't changed. See, with at least with the Star Wars movies, I have two friends who are super into Star Wars, and I wait for them to see it and tell me whether or not I should watch it. <clears throat> Because they are, like, hard, like we're 40k hardcore fans. Right. They're Star Wars, like, equivalents of that kind of hardcore yeah. fan. Yeah. So I'm like, if they like it, I'll probably like it. I guess, yeah. They also like gritty 40k stuff, so. Right, and Rogue One to kind of fit the descriptor for that one a little bit. Yeah, I liked it. It was... It felt like a war movie. It was grim. Yeah. It was fucking grim. But I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Not necessarily a Christmas movie, but whatever. You know, while we're on the topic of talking about movies, it came out two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be with it. Then they changed what it was. Now what it is is weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. To be perfectly honest, like 2017 and 2018 just went by so goddamn fast welcome to aging jacob like you've reached the point where that's gonna keep happening it's gonna keep happening i want it to happen oh it's gonna get worse buddy i blink and it's two years later Uh uh-huh 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 yeah it's gonna get worse now for those of you who haven't been keeping up lately um jacob only just recently turned 21 i just recently turned 27 and only recently turned 21 Eight months ago. Yeah. Welcome to aging process, Jacob. Now there are listeners out there who are older than us who are cackling. I blinked and five years went by. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, actually, that's the thing. On that note, tangent spot, I guess. <laughs> um, that's why human immortality is functionally impossible on a biological brain chemistry level. Because the way that the human brain... Th- registers the passage of time it just keeps on accelerating right yeah so it keeps going by faster and faster and you will just become you will just steadily be driven insane by your own mind not being able to comprehend the passage of time that's why we know there aren't vampires because they'd all be stark raving lunatics at this point Air vampires not stark raving lunatics you understand the subtle nuance i'm going here for here jacob <laughs> you get my point like, so you're proving the existence of vampires. No, not even a little bit. You get my point, though. Like, uh, human immortality is functionally impossible. That's why vampires, we just know that vamp- of all the mythical critters, vampires ain't a thing. Interesting fact, though. Go on. There, people have somewhat of an equation for how time increases as, like, your life goes on. Yes. It's the square root of the square root of one. I'll take your word for it. I was never strong in math. Because the, the idea behind it is when when you're one years old, right, mm-hmm. your next year of life is going to feel as long as the previous year. Right. But when you're two years old, it's only going to feel half as long. When you're three years old, it's going to feel a, th- a third as long. Okay, sure, yeah. And as, as time goes on, so by the time you're... 20 it's only 1 20th of your life right like how long it feels right so by by the time you get 100 it's a hundredth of your life yeah so if you got to 500 Mm. it feels a lot slower because 
Now that raises the interesting question of do we really want the Emperor of Mankind to rise up out of the throne? Because he's been he's been around for quite some time, and the thing is, he's not genetically augmented in any way whatsoever. But he's multiple people. That kind of makes it worse. Because not only is he multiple people that are ungenetically augmented, like, you know, say the Primarchs or Space Frames, whatever, he is just 100% pure human that just got psychic abilities, but that doesn't necessarily mean the passage of time gets any easier. In fact, having been, sh having had generally his core essence shattered by Horus and then stuck up on a golden throne and just fed more psychic shit that kind of just makes everything a little bit worse for him. Like, do we really want Ems back after being literally stuck on a chair for 10,000 years while his mind and as well his body slowly crumbles around him and he's fully aware of the entire time you know what would probably happen do you, do you remember the rick and morty like season three when he gets out of the jail and he's like your brain doesn't have enough storage space so i'm just gonna get leave you with my improv and yeah yeah yeah. It, it's probably gonna, what's gonna happen he's gonna be like i'm just gonna purge all all this memory but, like, will he have the cognizance of, like, the presence of mind or, like, the mental capacity to realize that that needs to happen? Will he just rise up out of the throne just fucking mad at just literally every conceivable part of his circumstances? I honestly feel <laughs> like... Unable to articulate it other than psychic hellfire and screaming. I, I feel like there's something in 40k that would literally be the equivalent of sticking a USB drive out of your head. I mean, yes, but the Emps doesn't have it in him. Unless, you know, they've been augmenting his basically cadaver at this point, in which case that... <laughs> that or he has all that extra storage space from being fed 10,000 psychers a day. Again, that might make it worse, because now he's got 10,000 psychers worth of souls and essences contending with the already, I think, 12 mega psychers that, were, that he was formed out of to begin with. 10,000 seconds a day for 10,000 years. That's all. There's a lot, if, especially if he's just absorbing their essences, including, you know, all their brainy, you know, cognitive bits, whatever. At this point, 10,000 souls for ten a day for 10,000 years. There's a lot going on up there, Jacob. You, honestly, you know what I think it's the equivalent to? You know how when you stick a USB drive into a computer and you can go into the settings and make it use the USB drive as additional RAM? Yeah. The, the Emperor is just the computer that they've kept sticking 10,000 USB drives <laughs> into to increase the RAM. <laughs> Download free RAM today. 10,000 psychic souls at a time. That's a lot of USB ports. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, presumably because of the Emperor's just titanic stature, right? Like, the throne is, is presumably equally as huge, right? Um, is it really so much a USB port so much as it's just, like, an open furnace crate that they're just shoveling these guys into. I'd like to believe that, that they're it just is. shoveling them in. Yeah. Like, just straight up, like, like running a like steam, there's like guards running a, Like, running a steam engine. Yeah, there's, like, they legitimate got, like, guardsmen who are just shoveling But it's not even, like, coal it. shovels. It's, like, modern-day snow shovels that they're just... and they're, But, like, custodian-sized, right? Yeah. So they're shoveling normal humans in with custodian-sized snow shovels into the back of, of uh, I guess, Grandfather's Throne? I'm, I'm because just, the Primarchs are, are, you know, the genetic gene sires of Space Marines, so presume. Well, actually, because the Custodes, I think, if I recall, kind of made with parts of the Emperor's gene stock as well. That's technically just Pops' throne, like, but, like, Pops once removed? I don't know, because the Primarchs are technically the Emperor's sons. I don't know. Listen, the Emperor's <laughs> family tree is kind of convoluted at best. 
Now, it's a little more straightforward when we get to the Legion and Primarchs, because, you know, Primarchs, Emperor's son, which means the Space Marines, Emperor's grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. That's why all of the Space Marines should have been really fucking nervous when Gilliman came out of the Emperor's throne room, mad, holding Grandpa's sword. So Dad is mad, and he's holding Grandpa's sword. That's like coming out of Dad's room, but carrying Dad's belt. <laughs> <laughs> Dad is nowhere to be seen or heard, and they both went what in there. What happened? And they both went in there together. <laughs> and as the little brother, I'm fucking terrified. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, on the note, because I'm not that, because we'll, we, that kind of leads into another, as far as, like, because at that point, also, Gillum's like, all right, get me my pet, my 10,000-year-old pet project in the form of the Primaris. Call, get on it, bring them out. They should be done by now, like... Take the chick. You've take, left them take, in the toaster the, oven for eight hours now. Take the roast out of the oven. Ten thousand years. I think they're done. Um, so are, you get the, you get the pretty much like a whole legion's worth of Primaris Marines that are then div- divided up amongst the chapters that need them, as well as formed into new subchapters of Primaris and all that sort of thing. Sure, but apparently there's also Primaris just kind of putzing around somewhere and calls laboratory like evil mad scientist laboratory on mars made from traitor primark stock there are loyalist traitor okay Legion, primark but it's Primaris mars and they still have automaton locked somewhere I like under- i understand this but that means that there are primaris out there with iron warrior sheen stock in them and they're loyal they are loyalist iron warriors gene stock but in the bodies of Primaris. So, you know, Space Marines... There are more Space Marines... Primaris are Space Marines and Space Marines. Now, we've got the already, dis, you know, propensity for siegecraft that the Iron Warriors got, right? That just, but I, now we have double siegecraft. Because they're Primaris. And they're loyalist, right? When are we going to pull the trigger on that particular part of lore? Because I want... I want the loyalist Iron Warriors Primaris to team up with the fucking Death Corps Krieg and show those traitor fuckers how it's fucking done. Or better yet... I'm buying Primaris Marines now. What the fuck? Why do you do this to me? (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously though, like, because can you imagine Death Corps Krieg and loyalist Iron Warriors Primaris teaming up together and then literally just stopping an Iron Warriors or Black Legion or whatever Blitzkrieg in its fucking tracks? Because Death Corps can totally kind of do it. They do need Space Marine support. Yeah. Which then you throw the siegecraft and just propensity for siege warfare that the Iron Warriors got, enhance it to Primaris level, and then tag team them with Death Corps of Krieg. Um, literally ain't nothing getting through that. There, yeah. There aren't enough bodies in the Eye of Terror. There's just not. Like, it'd literally be more feasible to nuke that planet from orbit, and then, great, you created meteorites with trench works on them. Jesus Christ. Like, you've just turned, you've taken one problem and make, made it into multiple problems. You've taken one fortified position and made it into many. That are much harder to deal with than, like... <laughs> oh, God. Like, there's, I don't it's feel amazing. Like, I don't feel like there's any, like, sort of winning scenario for anything going against loyalist Iron Warriors, Primaris, and Death Corps Creek. There's just not. Like, I guess the ones that probably, like, the factions that would have the best odds, quote-unquote, would be Orcs and Tyranids. See, I'm still confused, like, the Iron Warriors just hate, like, all the other Chaos Gods. It's not so much that, as so much they don't care. 
they don't worship the chaos gods. Not that they hate them. It's just like we we don't worship we don't worship any gods. We don't care. Like so, they're they've become nihilists. Kinda, yeah. I mean, like, look at their Primarch Perturbator. Like, it, no fucking surprise when he came when he when Perturbator encountered the Iron Warriors to begin with. Um, he was a little bit uh, underwhelmed slash disappointed with their with their track record in the Great Crusade thus far. Mm-hmm. So as preliminary, so as punishment for that, before he even got to know his Legion, he ordered decimation. So, yeah, you know, one in ten. That was his first command as their Primarch. It's to order decimation. As it, it was to order decimation. Like, he didn't give a shit about his legionary. And then, Horse Heresy happens, or whatever. They fall back to whatever. Medrangard is the world, they, the demon world they ended up on. Um, rumors or reports of an Iron Warrior civil war. Uh, yeah. That was kind, that was, like, not so low-key uh, accredited to... Perturabo starting to further weed out the weak blood in his legion as punishment for their failure in the Horus Heresy. Perturabo doesn't give a shit about his Iron Warriors. I mean, the the problem is they chose the losing side. This is an excellent point. This is an excellent point. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm still, like, I sit back and look at the lore and I'm like, you know, if they just waited a little bit of time, like, that's how the 40... 40- like, that's how, you know, the 41st millennia turned out. Like, they would have been perfect for the 40, 41st millennia Imperium. Yeah, kind of. I mean, but the whole point is they weren't being really appreciated. Yeah. So, like, objectively, I understand why it's a problem emotionally. <laughs> like, you swore an oath. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> like, whatever. It is what it is. But... That that does bring up an excellent question, the Iron Warriors Primaris. Right. Which that's canon, right? As far as I understand it, yeah. There's there are so I can there are Primaris me. with the gene stocks of of the Traitor Legions on Mars that were made from the gene stock of Traitor otherwise Traitor Legions. But they're loyalists, so they've got all the nice all the, all the things that made those Traitor Legions initially great before the Word Bearers and Horus got meddling so like there are primaries out there with the uh predisposition to hone their martial prowess to perfection like the emperor's children there are primaries out there that have the uh inexorable tenacity and just grit your teeth and whatever it takes attritionness of the death guard um the ferocity of the world bear or the world eaters with without the nails <laughs> um the propensity for hit and run stealth counter or stealth psychological terror tactics that the night lords got like all of the hallmarks of the traitor legions are embedded in those primaris marines that use their genes like they just haven't been brought out to play yet i guess because it's mars I, more like because things haven't they haven't it hasn't the lore hasn't gotten to the point where they need to ratchet it up to that point yet that's going to make everything so confusing. Buddy, you're telling me. So wait, you're you're telling me we have the, the traitor marines and then the non-traitor marines. But they're made from the same stuff. But the non-traitor marines are better. Are, are bigger. Better. 
Now that's reason. No more, and they're more traitor marine than the traitor marines who are the traitor marines. But they do, but they're not traitor marines. They're just better at doing the traitor marine stuff than the traitor marines do it. Okay, yeah, buddy, that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Break out the yarn and the fucking beautiful mind wall. because <laughs> uh... you know the forty k cannon isn't already convoluted enough. Wait until they bring out the primaris primarchs. It's not a thing. <laughs> they're just bringing back the primarchs. Jacob. You don't know it exists in the Mars laboratories. Jacob, they're just bringing back the primarchs. That's literally enough. The The technology to make the primarchs was, like, is, has been gone. Like, only the Emperor had it. Little do we know, there's a second Magnus cooking in a clone vat. <laughs> not Magnus, uh, Horus. Because Horus is dead. Yes. And gone. I mean, Fabius Bile clone, managed to clone him several times. They weren't good because it's still Fabius Bile. Like, he's, like, he's sort of figuring it out, but like he still doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing. Um, several clones of him that like were technically functional. They weren't Horus. They definitely didn't have like all the capacities and what for, what with of the Primarchs. And so Abaddon's just like, that's fucked up. That's an abomination. That's an atrocity. Ward it is with you fuckers. <laughs> and that's coming from me. That's coming, like, from, that's coming from Abaddon, like, 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 he, he, he has an abomination every time he decides coming out of the Eye of Terror. Seriously, he has an abomination every time he uses the bathroom, come on, man. So many failed Black Crusades. Twelve of them, as it turns out. Yeah. But apparently it had to be, it wasn't failed, it was all according to plan, because 13 is a secret number according to Chaos, but I was like, listen, retcon it all you want. You know, it it takes. You can it. We it's will, okay to take you know a couple a couple L's. I will. I I would honestly have more truck with if if they just trade out trade out a minute like listen we kind of wrote ourselves into a corner with this bit so just play along. Because <laughs> that's ultimately kind of what they did. Yeah. Like not even most like most recently with the original Eye of Terror campaign the global campaign where everyone could participate and that would dictate you know the fate of Cadia as a whole. During the 13th Black Crusade, like, yeah, every battle counts, log your battles, and, you know, for the Imperium, for the Abaddon, whatever, whatever. Because um, they thought, you know, it might be kind of close. <laughs> no. Chaos won so fucking hard, like, before it was even halfway done, they're just like, oh, we weren't really actually ready to advance the Lord this far yet. We are hoping it'd be kind of closer to, you know, stalemate territory. Oh, no, 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 no. Chaos won by a fucking landslide. And so it's just like, yeah, so you know that thing that you just spent all year fighting? Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. yeah! Yeah! And so then with it, and people were kind of like, so you're going to do this again when you do the Storm, um, Storm of Chaos campaign for fantasy? And they're like, no. And to their credit, they actually didn't. Because, again, Archeon was like, all set to topple the Empire of Man in fantasy universe. Like, he had them dead the fucking right. Their capital was under siege. All of the northern parts of the Empire were fucking barren wasteland of just, well, chaos war crimes. And then all the orc players in the world were just like, hey guys, wouldn't it be really funny if we just started targeting chaos players last second and completely derailed this victory of theirs? And that's literally, and that's exactly what happened. Like, all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere like literally two minutes to midnight for the empire and grimgore iron comes storming out of the mountains like arcan's in the middle of his monologue and grimgore just walks up next to him and goes huh sucker punch 
And the orcs fucking won. They weren't targeting the Empire at all. They're just like, fuck chaos. <laughs> and Gino was like, you guys did this. You did this. This isn't us. You did this. And Orc Blair's just like, yeah! Whoa! <laughs> and like, like, Empire's just like, holy shit. That was close. That was so fucking close. We could have died, Morty. And the Chaos players were fucking mad. But like, Games Workshop played by their own rules. Like, they just played by the rules they let out. You know, like, whoever wins the most battles. And the Orcs are just like... <laughs> It's time for a little bit of a wah, boys. It's time for some um, brutal cunningness and cunning brutalness. <laughs> I, I Get your choppers, boys. I still love that as a community that the orc players were like, wait a minute. We can completely derail this. We can do the most orky thing possible. And they did. And they did. And he was like, like, listen, we're not... We, we haven't retconned anything. This is just the results of the campaign. We understand you're upset, but you literally did this to yourselves. Uh, you know, the Empire's sitting there like, it's a Christmas miracle, sort of. <laughs> cool, we don't have a chaos problem anymore. Now we got an orc problem. <laughs> it was a lateral move. Orc problems tend to sort themselves out, though. You're not wrong. <laughs> Until they come back. Right. And then they go away. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. But like going back to the Primaris real quick, I feel like they kind of shot those primar those poor Primaris in the foot from the get-go in terms of a gameplay standpoint. Mm -hmm. I feel like we might have talked about it as a podcast before, but I don't not, not really sure. Because <laughs> um, here's the thing. like They couldn't very well come out with Space Marines or Space Marines that are just better in every conceivable way than Space Marines on tabletop, like in the rules. And have that be acceptable and have the fans take that anything resembling well. Because, like, cool, you're a lifelong Space Brain player. You've been collecting Space Brains for f years, if not decades, and playing competitively. Cool. All those tens of thousands of points of Space Brains are now competitively obsolete in the face of these new Primaris. They could never do that. They couldn't. Yeah. They absolutely couldn't. The backlash, <laughs> while comical, would have been suicide. Yeah. So, yeah, they can make these Primaris just, like, unbelievable shit records in the lore it'll, and it'll never translate to tabletop because not immediately they will steadily update things like you know because they're phased in now primaries can have technically close combat options they can have chainsaws and power fists yay but like and now ugh, Marnius Caligar's got the primaris treatment because he's the first special snowflake of them all so of course he's going to survive the apparently super risky and quite painful primaris treatment Primaris conversion, whatever. Mm -hmm. Alright. Of course, he's gonna be... So that's presumably what they're gonna be end up doing to, like, all the major key Space Marine players, characters. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Presumably. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe that's... They're, maybe they're gonna take this opportunity to kill some of the fuckers off. But, of course, they won't, because they... Backlash. Kinda, yeah. Like... <laughs> but, like, you know, so they'll... <laughs> It's going to be more of, it might be more of a slow burn. I'm not going to call it right now, because, listeners, you have literally as much information as we do, if not, maybe if not more, because, like, we don't dig that far into it, because, spoilers. Yeah. And also, it's ultimately rumor and conjecture until they, until Games Workshop themselves confirm it. So, like, this is just conjecture here, but, like, if, if I was King GW and I wanted to replace normal space brains with these shiny new Primaris I would do it the slow burn because you can't do it that immediately and just obsolete everyone's 10,000 point collection 
do it slowly make the final match just a little bit better every time you update and add new stuff to them until they're just objectively kind of the better choice slowly so like you like people have slowly collect them over time but also like i don't necessarily see that happening either because the backlash will still be there it'll just be a longer burn i mean as gw as well you could just be like hey you can in in your space marine books you can just upgrade them to primaris for points and you can use the old models yeah i don't see why and then just not. yeah you know, yeah. replace the Space Marines with Primaris Marines. Right. Um, I feel like... Because it's not like they haven't made Space Marines taller or changed the models. Oh, no, the they, abso they absolutely have. If And honestly, it's for the better. Because we look at, like, Space Marines from, say, I don't know, 2006 compared to the Space for the most recent Tactical Marine kit. Um, like, generally, same-ish skill in the Tactical Marine kit looks better. Um, then we look at the Death Watch, taller. Even when we look at the Plastic Horus Heresy boxes that came out, taller, look better. You slap them on the 32 mil instead of the 24 mil bases, they just look more like Space like, Marines instead of tiny little men in round armor. Part of the thing is, like, they're just... When they're the same size as my Guardsmen... I was literally about to say, my Guardsmen should not be the same height as a goddamn Space Marine. Yeah. Not when a space marine is supposed to stand literally head and shoulders above your average guardsman. Mm -hmm. Like, a guardsman comes up to a, like, mid-chest on a space marine. Like, okay, so then why can the models look each other in the eye? Yeah. And I get it, like... Casting constraints or whatever back in the day, but now they've advanced it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And Primaris are even taller. Yeah. I like the Primaris. They look good as models. Yes. And the thing is, like, they're not... I don't think they were ever... Could I don't think again they can ever they could ever be the space marine killers when they came out because again that's just <laughs> yes we've Games Workshop definitely burned a lot of public goodwill and faith in them but like they've recovered they're not gonna go back to the evil ways they're not just gonna make someone's like everyone like the majority of their player base's armies obso fucking lead after they, making them collect ten tens of thousands of points of them. Um, that's not to say primaries aren't necessarily viable, it's just, they're so niche and they're just, compared to their lore, underwhelming, to be quite honest. Yeah. I don't know, but seriously, like, Gabriel said, the chapter master of the Flesh Terrors, like, the most brutal shit wreckers of all of the loyalists, saw one of his new primaries tear a traitor marine in half with his bare hands. Not with a weapon, the primaries literally just picked this poor chaotic spot up and <laughs> ripped him in half, Deadpool 2 style, and Gabriel says, like, that seems a bit much. That's a, even by our stand, that's just a little much. Like, but then we look at the closest like <clears throat> close combat option the Primaris Marines have, which is the Reavers. And like, they're not close combat; they're just clo real close fire support. They need to have a rule. I'm gonna tear you in half now. <laughs> oh my God, please, please! If you can roll six, six, you can roll all sixes on your attacks and wounds like that. Your opponent doesn't get a save. They've just been ripped in half. I'm gonna tear you in half. <laughs> Never meet your heroes, kids. Uh, I do feel like it's at this point kind of safe to say we're not going to see um, Chaos Primaris, and this is a good thing. No, it is, Jacob. Just oh, for... like, besides, like, the loyal <laughs> Chaos <laughs> yes. Crater. For those of you with the flow charts at home. Okay. Um, No, like, Primaris who have fallen to Chaos. I don't think yes. we're going to see them in canon, like, models or whatever. That's good. And this is objectively a good thing, because just because the Imperium has it doesn't also mean the Chaos should also have it. Because then it's just... Because then otherwise then, it's... Cool, it's a glorified palette swap. 
you know, honestly, at that point, it's just like, then everything I you can do, I can do better. Seriously, and also, I feel like that also wouldn't be received well. It's like, oh yeah, and Chaos Primaris Marines now. It's like, I've only got so much money to spend on your product, GW. Can you stop viewing my wallet without open, giggling contempt? Yeah. The, the lore is in a, like, sensitive place right now. The lore is a fucking mess right now, Jacob. Yeah. I get, yes, they have done what they said, and they have made Chaos the, like, quantifiable big bad of the galaxy again, because for some reason, the powers of Chaos fell by the wayside for, like, 15 years. Eh, more like 12, but, like, that's a long time for, like, the original villains of the Imperium to kind of play second fiddle to all the other threats that popped up. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day... 10,000-year-old like... civil war, but, like, also one that, like, no one really cares about because there's just bigger... Literally bigger fish to fry. It's like, bigger fish than the ruinous powers! It's like, ruinous powers... Bigger fish than the chaos gods! Yes, they're called Tyranids. <laughs> and they're gonna eat the galaxy. Okay, so speaking of this, actually, yes. remember when we, were, we solved all the Imperium's problems? And we also, you know, the whole... Talked about just pitting Tyranids against the orcs. Yeah. Um, turns out that has happened, and it's a goddamn nightmare, Jacob. It has not worked out. And it was the Imperium's idea. They lured some Tyranids, I think a Tendril High Fleet Behemoth, um, over to an area where some orcs, and then lured some orcs over there. Um, no and kith. Kind of, yeah, because here's the, and like, you kind of went tit for tat one way or the other, you know, like, orcs gained the upper hand, and then kind of drove the Tyranids to the ground, Tyranids learned, and they caught the upper hand the orcs, and then orcs heard that there was a real damn good fight going on in this system, and more showed up, then more Tyranids, then more orcs, then more Tyranids, like, it just spiraled out of control, it just consumed the system, to where the Imperium is beleaguered by both orcs and Tyranids, who are also simultaneously fighting each other, and they're, like, the best of the best of both. Like, they literally made it so much worse from this, and it's such a good fight, that Gazgul, after he got bored on Armageddon, you know, Gazgul yeah. got bored on Armageddon, he took a fuckload of orcs from Armageddon, went there, because that was a much more interesting fight and it was new, got bored there, fucked off with a million ships into parts unknown of the Imperium. Like, <laughs> like yes, it was an interesting idea, Jacob, but it turns out it's been done and they fucked up. That's that's why the only reason I don't think it's a good idea to send Tyranids into the into the warp is because now you have Chaos Tyranids. No, they the Tyranids again are adaptable. They will just yeah no. It'll be a they will eat the warp and become Chaos Tyranids. They'll eat the warp and then the warp will the after will close because there's nothing keeping it open. The Tyranids aren't worshiping. You didn't bring that up. The the, the Tyranids don't worship any god. They're not. They're literally not capable of it. The hive mind is. Hive mind ain't gonna worship anyone, but it's true because it is—it's its own entity. Like, I feel like you know the the absolute hive mind is a chaos god, like its own chaos god. <laughs> Who knows? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm sure they haven't deigned to inform us in the codexes or lore at any point either, because. Pick your favorite answer. That's the answer it is. Like, no, can we just have a straight answer from you, Games Workshop writers of the lore? Like, what do you think is the cool answer? It's like, I'm, that's, that's literally why I'm asking you what the answer is. Sorry, Jacob, I shouldn't sit on the fence, but I should pick a side on this issue. Always go with the Inquisition. 
Whatever the Inquisition says must be the truth. Whatever the Inquisition says. hate it is heretical. Whatever the Inquisition says is the truth, not must be. It just is the truth, Jacob. Yeah. There is no alternative. And the the alternative is heresy. To hate the Inquisition is heretical. To fear it is redundant. To hate the Inquisition is heretical. To fear the Inquisition is just good practice. Because if you fear the Inquisition, you will do everything in your power to be the most upstanding citizen of the Imperium you can be. So as not to incur their to so as not to draw their attention to you, which means you aren't the most loyal citizen of the Imperium. Because why should you fear the people who only go after the heretical people? If you do everything you can to be non-heretical, you don't fear them. The Imperium's a very complicated place, isn't it, Jacob? <laughs> it is. I mean, it's human politics plus a couple hundred, uh, plus a couple it's, ten thousand years. It's human politics plus ten thousand years spread out over a entire galaxy additionally spread out over literally uncountable numbers of humans like at least now we have a hard number set to how many humans there are in the galaxy i just thought so remember spongebob go on do you remember him selling chocolate i wonder if like there's the 40k equivalent of i remember chocolate Actually, that's an f- interesting point that ties to our real-world predicament, Jacob, is that in about 50 years, chocolate will be about as, as, about as expensive of a luxury as caviar. Hmm. Due to the nature of growing cocoa beans for the chocolate, like, real, genuine chocolate that isn't just artificial, will be, like, a truly decadently expensive luxury. So, you know, listeners, maybe splurge on that Toblerone at the gas station while you can. Because it's, like... Four bucks now at most. How long does chocolate last? Can you start storing chocolate? I, I don't think you're going to be able to stockpile enough to make a killing off of that in that inflation. If it's as expensive as caviar, I again, I don't think you can stockpile it and have it keep and be good long enough to capitalize on that kind of inflation, Jacob. What about cocoa powder? Uh. If you keep it in a dry, sealed container. I feel like I'm just talking, I'm giving answers to myself at this point, Jacob. I don't think that's how it works. I think your better bet would be to just start cultivating cocoa plants of your own. Nobody got time for that. Listen, I'm just giving you the answer to your question, Jacob. It's up to you whether or not you like them. In fact, I don't care if you like the answers to the questions you're asking. I'm just giving them to you. At the same time... I, I don't really lose out here. I'm not a huge sweets person, but when I eat sweets, I'm not the biggest fan of chocolate. Hmm. I'm, I'm more of like, you know, like sour, sweet, kind of artificial. Hmm. I like also Skittles and yeah. Smarties. Right. So just pure sugar. Chalky sugar. <laughs> it is. Apparently... There's different flavors of Smarties, which... I don't believe I, yeah. that from fucking second, Jacob. Because they all taste like a pack of Smarties to me. <laughs> yeah, I've never once, like, eaten individual Smarties. I'm like, yeah, this is a distinct individual flavor from the last one I ate. No, like, yep. The, that, the amount of Smarties you get... Each Smartie I eat, the thought is, yep, that is still pure sugar. 
see it's like even a single pack of smarties for me now is not enough so i have to open like two or three packs and then just put them all in at once mm. Mm -hmm. i kind of want smarties now okay <laughs> what do you want me to do with this information jacob <laughs> give pack smarties uh no like you disappoint me i'm not running a fucking candy factory here jacob Running a tabletop podcast company. Sure, that's what someone who would run a candy factory would say. Mr. Willy Wonka. Jacob, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I was running a candy factory, you really think I, of all people, could keep that shit a secret? Oh my god. I, I would brag about that every second, every, like, loose tangential opportunity I got. I just had... An I would interject that into every conversation possible. I just had an amazing idea. Go on, then. Okay, so we talked about Shadowrun not too long ago, right? We did. Willy Wonka <laughs> as one of the mega corporations. <laughs> oh, I'd play that campaign. Because, I mean, he pretty much is a mega corporation. He supplies, like, most of the world's candy. Yes. I... And he kind of fits into Shadowrun. Like, have you seen, like... That's up to some fucking shady shit. Like, he... Everyone works for him. He made, like, six kids disappear with no questions asked. Yeah. Sorry, not disappear. He made six kids into candy with no questions asked. Like, <laughs> in the rest of the world, Jacob, that is a crime. I am now convinced... <laughs> that is a very serious crime. Killing six kids is stuff that gets you put away for life until they stick you in a chair. <laughs> I Wonka, am now... That is, that is your average business day, apparently. I am now 100% sure that Willy Wonka is in the Shadowrun universe. Because it's like... It's it's kind of cyberpunk. I am worryingly having a hard time arguing against this. <laughs> a year ago, I would have been able to. A year ago. <laughs> you were a different man. Take up a year ago before I met you, I was happy. <laughs> Dear God, like, this, it just, it popped into before, my head. A year ago, before I'd been exposed to a year of podcasts with you, things... There were rules. Things made sense. I was smarter. Universes existed outside of each other. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Like. You ruined me. That, it, it makes sense now. Like, there are slums. Everyone works for Willy Wonka because he's a mega corporation. You on point, actually. The technology he's using is, like, weird and... Outlandish. Yeah. 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 Oh. oh, dear. <laughs> like, I don't think this is just, like, a... Because of how long I've do, been doing podcasts, this is making sense. Uh, doing podcasts, this is making sense. I think this is just making sense. <laughs> I want this to be a thing in Shadowrun. I'd play that campaign. I, I would, too, like take down wonka like news of like the crimes against humanity of turning kids into candy <laughs> and straight up you know trapping a kid in a television that did happen didn't it that, like that cyberpunk a shit. lot of fucked up shit happened in that like, in that chocolate factory he straight up transferred a kid's consciousness into a tv yes he did that's cyberpunk for you eternal imprisonment 
Like, you, you Life literally hinging on whether or not there's power to that particular room. You, like, at that point, you, you know, the Shadow Run campaign is you heard about these horrible crimes against humanity. And you're gonna put it. a stop to it. And now he has, like, more or less, you know, the person who's gonna succeed his throne. Yeah. To corporate CEO overlord. Mm-hmm. Will he, uh, you know. Um, Billy Wonka. <laughs> Billy Wonka? <laughs> you know, he, the kid might have gotten mad with power because, I mean, he was given everything with, like... No, that's actually an interesting point. Like, you know, Wonka gives Charlie the... Basically, inherit. you know, lets Charlie inherit the fucking factory, right? Yeah. Well, only once Charlie's old enough, right? So Wonka's ready to retire. He's getting old. Getting even more crazy than already. He's like, all right, time for me to retire, right? Gonna pass control and leadership and command of the company over to some kid who got a golden ticket. <laughs> he has precisely zero qualification for the job, but, you know, so do I. <laughs> like, I've already, the operation runs itself. He just needs to kill kids at a reasonable rate to keep the machines running. <laughs> if they don't, he just needs to beat the Oompa harder. Not to mention you could kind of go a Soylent Green approach of just starts using people to turn them into candy. Listen. Soylent Green, don't worry about it. It's no one you know. I, I, like... I'm having a hard time finding the flaws in this particular Shadowrun campaign premise. It works. It does. It does. Ooh. That's, actually, since this is our... Strangely enough, our holiday episode, we, you know, have there be kind of an ongoing, because of the, you know, magic and mundane crossing, the, you know, blurring the lines between the two? Well, presumably Santa's a thing, right? Yeah. The Claus Corporation is constantly at war with Willy Wonka's corporation, because, yes, Santa Claus does provide gifts like that, but he also provides, brings candy. I feel like they'd have a, uh, like, a mutual agreement where Wonka supplies candy to Claws. But, like, I'd find it more interesting if they're just constantly in a shadow war with each other, so they're just constantly hiring runners to steal each other's information and just running operations against each other. No one goes... So they're super friendly on the surface in public view. Yeah. But, you know, they're shaking hands. It's just a death grip. <laughs> I'm gonna end you, old man. <laughs> take you with me nobody goes to war with the candy corn corporation though <laughs> they've just kind of always existed we we don't really know a whole lot about them except their candy shows up everywhere around <laughs> halloween <laughs> no one asks for it no one buys it but it's still there no one asks for it no one asks for it in stock it shows up on shelves and the, it makes it way off the shelves the company keep... don't even order it it just the bags appear in their storeroom and they're like I thought we'd get rid of this last year. Like I did, you know, who put this on the who put this who put this on the on the on the inventory order? I didn't. Did you know? No one put this on the order. I look at the documents. It's not there. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> How are they making money? Sitting there staking out the delivery bay all fucking night, waiting for it to show up, and like with like guns at the ready, just like turning away at gunpoint. Like uh uh-uh, uh, you get that shit out of here. And and as they're waiting there, one of them turns around to go outside to have a smoke. And you look away for are, a second, and, and that's it. And that's the bags are there. And the bags are there. You're doomed. Oh. <laughs> uh, this this is amazing. I love this. This is... 
if, if I ever host a D&D Shadowrun campaign, these are things that are going to be in there. Those are two there. different things, Jacob. If you just, if you just say if I ever host a Shadowrun campaign. Like, if I ever host a Shadowrun campaign, it's this is lore that the players have to learn. The Candy Wars? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, I'd play it. Which, the Claws Corporation has a very interesting place, because not only do they, do they provide, like, gifts, but they also provide coal. Right. Yes. So, I'm, I'm guessing, like... The gifts on the surface level are just kind of, like, for PR, and the coal is the real side of their business. You know? They're, they're a coal company that just had a unique take on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's one way of spinning it, sure. I'm not sure Hallmark would like it, but <laughs> this isn't about them. Like, if Hallmark comes anywhere near us with ideas, like, we're not responsible for what happens. Something's going horribly wrong on Hallmark's end. Uh, that that could be a long term skill while goal getting goal of getting a genuinely wholesome Hallmark card made with us on with our shit on it. <sighs> Tall order, I know. Who listen? Christmas miracles happen. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Someone sees this, and it's not God bless us, everyone. It's God help us, everyone. <laughs> Shield Wall has a Hallmark card. Oh no! Oh no! Truly, these are the end times. I, I'm, I'm like that. That thought just Shadow One Candy Wars. Yeah, I, I can't get over that. I, I love it. Step aside, Candy Crush Saga. <laughs> uh, Shadow. If, if the Shadow Run devs ever listen to this, please, <laughs> please. That's please all I'm asking. Please don't. <laughs> But if the Shadow, if you know this pops up in some additional expansion to Shadow Run, you know exactly who's responsible. We won't even go after them for royalties. Why? Because we're sorry. All right. It's <laughs> the only time we'll ever publicly apologize for something like that. And just like, listen, can Shadow Run Candy Wars? Like, yeah, that's on us. You know, Our Wonka bad. might even have a dragon somewhere in the candy shop. Helping, like, create all this technology and things that almost seem magical. Yes. Yeah, that... Strangely, that holds up. Even the Oompa Stop Loompa... that! Even, like, the... The colonial Oompa Loompa thing. It, it makes sense. They're metahumans. Yeah. They fit in the Shadowrun canon. They're metahumans. Oh dear. I now want an what Oompa we, Loompa character. What have we done? Oompa Loompa. Here's the thing, though. You gotta approach every encounter with an Oompa Loompa song, and it better be fucking gold, or otherwise you're out of the campaign. It'd be... I mean, it wouldn't be too hard to do. It <laughs> <laughs> Like, the songs, they aren't complicated. They're just, like, kind of catchy. And, right. like, have that beat. Kind of catchy and, like sinister as fuck i know and they <laughs> they fit so fucking well yeah yeah god damn i i really want this to happen now what have we done oh uh, yeah great even even our behind the shield wall is taking on a weird structure hmm <laughs> We started off so well and unstructured, too. We were hopping around between movies and all that sort of thing, but no. 
defragged uh. it up, apparently. Okay, no, we, we gotta think of something else completely random. Um... <laughs> I mean, it's not that the, not that the fucking Shadowrun Candy Wars aren't random. True. <laughs> They're, it's, it's just not really behind. I mean, like, it's pretty random. Like, there's tangents of the podcast after all. We did get yeah. on a hell of a tangent. Just, it became, we started building on it. Because <laughs> you're, well, you started building on it. I mostly just was along for the ride. Yeah. It wasn't a tangent. It was a verbal hostage situation. I mean, and you have verbal Stockholm Syndrome in it. Yeah, because, like... Like... Your brand of dumb makes sense to me at this point. Not, I'm not particularly <laughs> pleased about it. Uh, you're doing a service to my, to my other online friends, because they don't have to deal with me for one night a week. Because, you know, it's, it's the verbal hostage situation there. Sure, so, like, should I start collecting babysitter money from them or something like that? Probably could. I, you probably owe them after the last time you had me blow up stuff on their thing. I did do that. That is a thing that I did. Still didn't pay you for that, by the way. Yeah. Listen, you were paid with the experience, honestly. Honestly, I was The money was inconsequential. It wasn't. I didn't even really care about it's it. not about the money. It's, it's about sending a message. For me, it was about. The message was they were getting a little too comfortable in your presence. For me, it was like about the incentive of the money. It's like when you it buy. It's about the idea of the money. It's like when you buy a scratch off ticket, but you never scratch it off. Because the theoretical idea of what it could be worth is worth far more than what it actually is worth. Exactly. It's like buying a lottery ticket and thinking about what you could do with the money. Is this a roundabout way of saying I literally never have to pay you? No, I'll collect someday. <laughs> Great. It'll probably just be food at a convention. Okay. Could do be that. like, hey, you owe me ten bucks. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> or is it the idea of the ten bucks? It's the idea of the ten bucks being until used. you get hungry. <laughs> it's it's the idea of the ten bucks being used as an idea for food. Okay. So my okay. idea money is in fact being used for goods and services that are also an idea. Um. Oh. Not that. <laughs> you lost me. It's, per it's pretty theoretical at this point. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. We So, we have Adepticon coming up, I just realized. Y yes, we are going into new a new year, which means that there is going to be an Adepticon coming up. Yes, Jacob, that's... That's how time works. <laughs> yes. Like... I'm not entirely sure how time works. Linearly? Because every time I try to pinpoint it, it's it's always past. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> I've noticed. Yeah, like as always, we're psyched for it at the con. We haven't, yeah, we haven't started planning for it because we <laughs> that, shield wall. That and I. You correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how much information that we actually have on it at this point. Yeah, I mean, there's probably information. There probably is. I'm just, we're just not with it. We're, uh, we've been a little bit preoccupied. Yeah. Be interesting to see, meet other creators this year. I'm, yeah. As, as we do every year. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what we do there, Jacob. 
It's kind of hard to have the con featured. Like was, we go and talk to other creators. About four of them, as it turns out. It only took me two years to realize this. Two. You've only been there for one. That you know of. That I can come. That you saw me at. I sure. <laughs> I mean, you weren't working for Shield Wall for the other one. Doesn't mean I wasn't watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Trying to go with my the creepy stalker vibes there. You're gonna have to do better than that, sweetheart. <laughs> Fine, I'll stream Snipey on. So I've actually been tinkering around with streaming yeah. a little bit with Siege. Um, we're running a little long, whatever. Um, it's Shield Wall. It, it's Shield Wall. It's behind the Shield Wall, whatever. Um, for future, not necessarily for with Siege for future Shield Wall content, but just the idea of streaming as a whole. And it's it's gotten a lot easier than it used to be. It was pretty easy. But, like, when streaming was, like, when Twitching was, like, first a thing, like, there was, like, precisely one program and it didn't really work all the time. There, there it was, was... It wasn't as clearly laid out. There wasn't as clear step-by-step -step instructions on how to do it. There was one program you could pretty much use, and that was OBS, when it, like, really first started, because everything else sucked. Right. Now it's got Now you've easier. got options, and yeah. the one that I went with is literally, you install it. Enter your Twitch stuff, whatever, and it immediately links to it, and it's literally click a couple of buttons, like, press layout, whatever, and you're done. As I said, my computer's old as fuck, so it does not handle the frame rate very well. Yeah. Like, it's like it'll fluctuate between playable and just like, um, sorry, I'm one of the PC golden gods, I cannot play on 30 FPS anymore. Ah, <laughs> uh, peasants. <laughs> Pretty much. But, like the curtain back a little bit at some point we are gonna talk we are gonna start doing routine hobby night streams yeah it won't be as structured or even as conversational as our podcasts are it's literally just conversation will be little... like tangents tangents to podcast right but hobby tangents podcast whatever it is literally just break out your hobby tools hobby with us and see just how easily distracted and how much of a snail's pace i work at and understand why my backlog is catastrophically huge kind of wish i had curly hair just so i could grow an afro and we could you know have happy little orcs <laughs> well done well done <sighs> mm -hmm. be fun would but we're gonna actually be forced to sit down and start painting and modeling we're gonna be forced to have fun have to Get to. People will get to see me do more than take shrink wrap off a box. In fact, they haven't actually seen me do it. They've only heard it. Oh, well, I guess I did do that once. And I had Nathan Vamp for time. He's like, oh, 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 oh. That was like a year and a half ago. Jeez. That, no, a year and a half ago. So basically what feels like three weeks ago to me. It'll happen to you, Jacob. He already has. <laughs> I blink my eyes and I wake up in a new place. <laughs> that you might want to get that looked at honestly that's alcoholism <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not old age that's alcoholism jacob you might want to get a handle on that never been the same since mk ultra <laughs> which was like 20 years before my time it's literally 20 years before you were born yeah mm. Mm. anyway anyway we've run 
kind of long, but I do want to end up in this on a kind of a tangentially holiday-themed bit. Merry Christmas! Now, I'm going to ask you a question on this one, Jacob. So going into 2019, if you're going to compile a wish list for stuff you want to see from Games Workshop 2019, what's in your top three things you want to see? Like, what do you want to see? 8th edition rules for Inquisition with their own fleshed-out codex. Models 2? Models 2. Okay. Go on. I know I put you on the spot. No, no, and that and that's good. <laughs> but no. I, I want the sisters launch and model, the rest of the models to turn out well. Like, yes. you and everyone else. Yeah. As it turns out, Jacob, you'll, pres- you'll hopefully find out that wishes do come true. And I honestly would love, uh, like, the old metal Imperial Guard models, like, you know, re-released Valhallens, the, okay, so- like, those re-released in plastic. Yes, we released in plastic. So, but speaking of that, real quick, a little bit of GW news in case anyone hasn't been tuned into it. Um, Christmas Day, Vostroyans are going up on made to order for a limited time. It's plastic? No. 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 God, no. But all the old Vostroyan kits that have not been available for years will be available made to order for a limited time. Hmm. All of them. Just saying. I'm trying to think what kits there were. Uh, infantry squads, heavy weapon teams, uh, command squads. It has been so long since I looked at them. The last time I looked at them, they, you could still buy them. Jacob, you weren't even in the hobby when they were out. Were you? You could still order them on the website. Hmm. Same with the uh, Firstborn. Point is, it's been a hot minute. It's been a while since I've gone into the fan- uh, into the like hobby, so no, it's been a hot minute since they've been available. Yeah, but anyway, um, I'll tell you awesome. what. I'll tell you what's on my wish list for 2019 is a guess. I want the sisters to not suck. I'll take. I they don't have to be great, just don't suck. Like, I'm indifferent on whether or not the rules suck or are awesome. I just want cool models. Yeah, if the rules are awesome too, aces. Um. I want a completely new faction in 40k. One that has not been in a codex in any form whatsoever before. Squats. I literally don't care. Like, completely new faction that we have not seen before. Like they like they said, what's going to happen? Like, we will see completely new factions arise that just haven't ever been on tabletop. I want to see that. And have you seen the teaser trailer for that upcoming animated series that they're doing? 40k animated series that they're doing? No. So it's being made by the same people who did the Hell's Reach animation, fan-made movie, um, based on the book Hell's Reach. Um, it's a thing about Blood Angels this time? But Games Workshop went out of their way. They loved the Hell's Reach thing so much, they contacted that team specifically, like, will you work on this project for us? And they're just like, yes. And according to Games Workshop, Hell's Reach wasn't even close to their best. From what they've seen of that, of what they've been doing so far with this new thing. My God. Yeah, yeah. So like, everyone's been wanting some sort of 40k media, right? That isn't the video game, a show, 
movie, whatever, just give us. I think I've died and gone to heaven. We're getting it, twenty. I think more news 2019. I don't know if we're actually getting it twenty in 2019. I want a more details, but also sub-clause on that. I want it to not suck, please. I don't want it to be, in a, like, yes, that would be grand and all the, like, because they also have apparently bl- top black library talent work on it. They won't say who yet. I want it, I want it to do so well that, that it, they continue to make series. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I also want it to completely un- er- completely erase the memory of that atrocity of an Ultramarines movie. What um, movie? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what uh, prequels? Uh, the thing is that the Star Wars prequels are at least have value as memes. As meme they do. Fa- as meme factories. <laughs> the Ultramarines movie was a noble, noble attempt, and it failed miserably. I'm sorry. Like, there's so much of that movie that just doesn't play by Games Workshop canon at all. It's like, what the shit is this? Like, I understand it's a product of the time, but, like, that... Someone had to finish watching that before they released it. Like, so, whether or not we really want to now, people have already ordered this and paid money for it. We have to give it to them. I want the new Bloody and whatever. I want that to be, like completely so far and away better than any sort of games or anim- like media whatever that we've seen in the past because we know now that we they, they obviously they've got the scratch to make it happen they're, they're, the talent out there is plentiful yeah I want that to pay off this time I want this to be that paying off I want this to be fucking ball to wall awesome I think I got what I wanted for Christmas this year a reason to live <laughs> Well, guess we're going through 2019, guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess they. Uh, I guess they don't. I guess the new kids at the suicide hotline don't get to talk to the legend. <laughs> For uh, those of you who were just horrified, that was a Simpsons reference. That was a Simpsons reference. That <laughs> calm down, calm down. Poor Mo. Poor Mo. Poor Mo. Anyway, I see. On one hand, Mo. But on the other <laughs> hand, in, didn't in one episode he had a he had a in one episode killer whale killer whale in the back room that they were <laughs> trying to keep alive by putting hoses on it. Yes, yes. Also, in another episode, he just straight had his head in an oven and then like apparently just found a reason to live last second. Not Simpsons, today, old friend. Yeah, Simpsons. Simpsons gets real grim in some moments, but like, I I like the Simpsons. They've, yeah. I grew up with The Simpsons. Yeah. I always gotta love The Simpsons. Like, now they're just kind of there. Like, it's not they're not as good as they used to be, but, like, it's still just, it's like, yeah. What amazes me about The Simpsons is they create all their content in advance and just predict things that are gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. And they're good at they're it. They're not reactionary like South Park. Even no. That. Like, they're just, they're calling the shots so fucking far ahead of time. That's, that's why there's so many very accurate Simpsons references and stuff because like years if not decades ahead of time and everyone's like oh because that's what they have to do for an entire season and guess what stuff that far in advance is going to be popular and sometimes it's not even like a season it's like it's like years and years and years in advance and then like everyone thinks it's you know ridiculous outlandish Simpsons stuff and then it comes true and everyone's like burn the witch (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway anyway from all of us here at Sheila both myself and Jacob as well as the other spuds who are busy with life it happens 
but they would be here if they could. From all of us here at Shield, we wish you all, all of you Shield Bearers, safe and happy holidays, and thank you so much for redonkulous 2018. There's still more content to come for what's left of 2018, but you know, tis the season to be thankful. So Merry thank Emperor's you, Day! Thank you all so very much for listening for another year. It's been fucking incredible, and we look forward to bringing you more in 2019. Uh... If you want to tell us what your 2019 wish lists are for Games Workshop content as a whole, head on over to our Facebook page, Shieldwall Productions at Facebook.com. Or, or hit us up on Twitter at the official SWP, whether or not you want to send us your Christmas wish lists from GW, or, you know, just want to shoot the shit and talk and wish us happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Because Jacob will be very lonely working in the MT shift that night. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but in all seriousness. Thank you all so very much once again for another incredible year of ridiculousness from Shieldwall. You guys fucking rock, and we'll see you in the coming year. Doodles!